Welcome to Collector's Quest episode 79. On this episode, you will find out what the price of games at Christmas, Final Fantasy porn games, and White Jesus have to do with one another. Stay tuned. Hello everybody, welcome to another edition of Collector's Quest. This is Tyler and I, we're doing a quick microcast today. We've given Kat a brief vacation. Well, mainly because she said no when I was like, you be here! She was like, no, I'm busy. Why'd she say no? We're, we're only recording for 15 minutes, come on. Well, I know, but I, you were like, oh, yes sir, okay, okay, I'll show up. Well, you caught me in the middle of dinner, you didn't even tell me when we were recording, oh, except for oh, earlier in the day. And then I gotta get you on the phone and spend 45 minutes with you preparing for a 15-minute long show. Yeah, oh, oh, jeez. It's my Tyler impersonation, guys. I'm working on it. That's that's pretty much how it sounds. Uh, I'm, I'm the whiny kid of the group. No, I, um, okay. Johnny, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the holiday season as it is right here in our lap. And I want everyone to be aware of some buying and spending trends that happen right now just to give you guys an idea of how to advise any of your significant others your mother your sister or brother people who aren't game collectors tyler who might be out in the world and on ebay and in video game stores buying video games right now yeah buying them because they just bought an nes or a super nintendo for christmas so they got to get games for it or they have to fund their purchases of their Nintendo for their friends. Yeah, well, with me, it's always like, oh man, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know what games to get you. I'll just go to eBay. I, I heard you want this one. And then they overspend and I'm like, oh man, please don't buy me video games. You'll always just spend more than I would because you don't know what you're doing. And at Christmas time is the time when the most people who don't know what they're doing are in the market, fluctuating the prices. So... One, don't get high on Christmas prices. Like, don't be like, yes, the prices are back because prices are dipping. As a general trend, I we kind of bore that out a little bit. It happens every single year. People are like, this is it. Look, I have the little graph and it shows the slight trend downward. That means this is the top, guys. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. There's If you look at video game pricing throughout history, you will see that it is full of just peaks and valleys and then what you won't notice is the gradual rise that it does. There's these tremendous spikes and then these big dips and then, but it never dips as low as it was is the key. Anyways, we're on kind of a, a steadier slope now, but that doesn't really have anything to do with what we're talking about. We're talking about the price trends that happen right now. So what Tyler and I have done is we've looked at a few games to kind of give you an example of this. And tell me if you agree with this, Tyler. We looked at very popular games, and our hypothesis is that with popular games, they will take a dive around October. They'll be at their lowest because people aren't really buying, and people are starting to save up for Christmas. And then as you approach Christmas, popular games, like really popular games, common games, easy games for you to go tell your wife, girlfriend to go buy you for Christmas will spike, or people who are just getting into video game collecting will spike. So your Sonics, your Marios, you, you know, your Chrono Triggers, your games like that. 
They will spike in December, and then they will fall off a little bit in January. And then maybe some like uncommon games that are maybe kind of rare or kind of expensive. Their sales, uh, while maybe the price won't take a hit, the number of sales takes a hit through December because people just aren't really looking for those. They're expensive, and that's not really what Christmas is about. Usually you're buying for others. Yep, and that sounds that's a general trend that we've been seeing. So you could see that if you look at like the trend of every NES game, or if you look at the trend of a game that sells dozens of copies a day, like Super Mario Brothers three. But if you look at a lot of individual games that, you know, sell a copy a week or stuff like that, you'll find plenty of exceptions. So when you find an exception to this uh directionally accurate rule be sure to send them to Johnny Iucci, I-U-C-C-I, on Instagram. He'd like to know all the exceptions to this hard and fast rule we're giving you here. Yeah, please. Please go ahead and do that. Also, you know, yell at me and tell me that video games are, you know, falling off the bubbles already burst. I'm an idiot. You can tell me that, or you can tell me you're devaluing games by talking about how they're dipping in prices and ruining your collection. Why do, why do you even talk about prices? Don't you play games, Johnny? What is this? What are you talking about? I want people to make informed buying decisions. People are out there in the world, and they're just going to send all these uninformed people into the market, and they're going to mess up pricing for everybody. And, you know, just, you know, I don't want anyone to overspend on games. They're expensive, even if they are dipping. So let's help them out, Tyler. Let's, let's explain the trend and give them some examples. Why don't you go ahead and lead us off with, uh, with one? Pick one that you want to go with. Conquer's Bad Fur Day, every year since uh, the apocalypse in 2012. Which uh, which system? Which one? Uh, f- there's multiple. Oh, right, for the N64, the real version, come on. Right, well, I'm just making it clear. So just for the, the Christmas season of the past five years, so from the November price to December price, it went 64 bucks to 72 bucks in 2012. It went 57 to 69, 79 to 96, 77 to 87, and 77 to 83. So a lot of those years, it kind of came back down over the course of the year to its original price. And then for December specifically, it spiked back up. And that's a perfect example because there's a ton of copies of Conquer out there and everyone wants that game. Yep. You're going to see this with the popular games. I'll give you uh, another one, uh, one of the most common games ever. Uh, Super Mario and Duck Hunt, that multi-card, it sells about 11 a day, according to price charts. That's where our information is coming from here. Video game price charting. Price charting. What? They don't even say video game price charting on their stupid logo. It's in the it URL Price bar. charting. It says price... No, it's price charting, not video game price charting. Well, it's not price charts. What? Whatever. You... Look, we've already had this conversation on cast. I don't give a shit. They've got a shitty name. Let's fix it. Um, anyways, they're too deeply branded. I don't blame them. Mario Duck Hunt, October 2014, $3. December, eight fifty. January, 5 bucks. Okay, and then you go, you get to October of 2015, and it's up from that $3, it's up to five fifty. but in December, bam, $8. And then it only takes a slight dip in January. And then this year, or I'm sorry, 2016, it went at $4, so it had receded all the way down to $4.25 a cart, and then it's up to eight fifty, and then in January, five twenty. So it's another, you can see that, whoop, and then all the way back down, up, and all the way back down. So that's just kind of the nature of the beast. Why don't you give us another one, Tyler? 
Uh, Chrono Trigger, if you guys have heard of that, super rare Super Nintendo game. Actually, it sells multiple copies every single day, which is why it makes it a good one for this. And everyone wants it, just like all these other games. Just to give a few years, in 2014, it went from 75 in November to 96 in December. And then in 2015, it went from 102 to 109 in December. And then last year, kind of a lot of these common games or not super rare games like Earthbound and Chrono Trigger, they've been kind of trending downwards with the rest of the market. So you can see that it didn't go up in December, but it kind of leveled off a little bit in December. Okay. Uh, I'm going to come at you with a Genesis title, and I'm going Sonic the Hedgehog. But this trend is basically true for all of the Sonics. I'll just blanket statement that real quick. Also, this is this is really depressing as a guy who likes Genesis, and you will see the dichotomy of Nintendo and Genesis right here. Sonic and Sonic 2, probably the, the most popular titles. They sell on average three a day versus the Mario Duck Hunt cart, which is 11. And that's not even the most popular one. And that's a Mario that's divided amongst three different carts. When you get to Mario 3, it's like 28 a day. So maybe everyone is everyone's buying Sonic Jam on the Saturn. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's true. Anyways, let's let me tell you about where it was in November 2014 for Sonic 1, four dollars and twenty five cents. December, it jumps up to 550. And then if you go to November, I'm sorry, of October of 2015, back to $4.42. December climbs to six, but then January, for some reason, just it peaks out at like 750 in 2016. But then if you get to October, it's back down to $5 in 2016. And then December, $8. And then suddenly back to reality. $5.60 by January. So you can see the effect of what, uh, you know, newcomers into the market are and non, non video game collectors buying games, what it's having, the effect it has on very popular games. So you have a, do you have an opposite trend to let us know about, Tyler? Like the popular game that, or the, the not very popular title that trends down? So I, it's, it's hard to pin down exactly what kind of title this is, but it seems to be an expensive but popular title. So the one I found is Magic Knight Ray Earth. So for the past couple of years, in 2015, it went from uh, $250 in November to $225 in December. And then last year, Magic Knight Ray Earth was on this crazy rally from $300 to $400 throughout the year. And December, I think, was the only month that it didn't go up in price. Uh, and that's since come back down, because that's nuts. But, uh, yeah, so that's just one example. It's it's got It's a game that sells pretty much every day, but it's not something that people kind of, I guess, go out and grab in the middle of holiday shopping. Yeah, I should say that all of my prices are... I'm, I'm using loose carts, because I feel like with Magic Knight Rare, that's a complete. But all the rest of our stuff has been loose cart because we feel like new people entering the market are most likely to be buying loose, not complete games for a bevy of reasons that we could get into or just ignore. We'll just ignore them. I want to go into probably our best example of this trend, and the one with like the most sales per day is Mario 3. Uh, before we get there, back to what you were saying, though, Tyler. On those type of titles, we suspect that this is true for kind of semi-rare uncommon games that are expensive that but that people know about they're not like hidden gems or anything these are just 
like known rarities. We just expect that people aren't buying them in the month of December, but we don't have good data on sales per month by month. We, it's not like we can go to price charting and look at uh, what it was, the sales for each month in a, in an easily laid out manner. They, we kind of have to go by the chart and, and see if it, if it tells us that. It just gives us kind of like a global volume average by day. It would be a good uh, a PhD dissertation for you to do if you could take all these games and find all the the games that spiked in December based on their rarity relative to the rest of the market, how that's doing, and see what kind of games are spiking and going down. So I should write a market economy statement for the video game hobby. I, I think that will be something super interesting to write about in ten years. Not not now though. It's not enough time. Uh, that's the other thing. People are like it's gonna crash. We've only been like really collecting. Since like 2004. I mean, people were doing it before, but it wasn't even really in any kind of relevancy till 2007 and 2012 was like when it hit like, okay, video games are here as a, as a collectible that people are doing and everybody knows about. So like, you know, 2004, 2007, 2012, these are like the critical years in collecting. Will 2017 be the year that, that it all fell apart? Or is this just like a, a blip on the radar and 2027 will be, be like, oh my god, I can't believe we thought there was going to be a huge crash, or I can't believe anyone paid $100 for any video game. We'll see. To Mario, 3, 28 sales per day. And just to let you know where it was in October, it was $12 in 2014, all the way up to $20 in December. Mind you, 28 sales per day. January, $13. Okay. Bam. October 2015. Down to thirteen dollars and sixty-one cents. December, back up to twenty dollars. January didn't fall that bad, only down to sixteen eighty-eight. And then this year, October, it was rebounding a little bit, fifteen fifty. And then December, up to seventeen, so not hitting that twenty-dollar peak. But then the January, bam, all the way down to thirteen forty-seven. So this is just kind of like a, a brief overview, a trend in video games that we've seen it's it's not the end-all be-all information it's more just for you guys to know if you're looking for your marios and your sonics and your super popular titles now is not the time to be buying those and now might be a hard time to spend money on yourself because christmas and that's totally reasonable but if you are a value shopper and you have budgeted game money set aside it might be a good time to look at uh, some eBay auctions, uh, especially best offers, because stuff is going to like that's kind of popular and rare because those things are going to be sitting. I think people will be more amenable to lower best offers right now. That's my hypothesis. I'm buying a lot of stuff right now, partially because the market's down and maybe partially because it's the end of the year, but I'm definitely feeling the lower prices and I'm a budgeted guy and I like it. And I actually, I have a story that fits into the theme of this episode I, uh, I've been trying to buy a gift for my secret Santa, who I hope is not listening to this podcast, but I needed to get him Secret of Mana on Super Nintendo, a game that sells for $45 all day. Literally every day, this game sells for $45. And for two weeks straight, I just lost auctions for it. I, you know, I've bidden $50 every single auction and losing. So I had to buy it now on for $55. So I'm contributing to this trend. So you can contributed to the, the steady bump that's going to happen. Yep. I, I I think it'll be interesting to look at where it is right now, and then you know mid December 
or a January one to see what happened to the December prices. Yep. And I'll probably still be able to look at my price and be like, somehow I was the one who spent the most money on this game. How did this happen? You were impatient? I tried for two weeks at Secret Santa. I got to get the gift out. Okay. I mean, do they live in Sweden or something? Well, I don't know. People, it's like the San- the Secret Santa started and the deadline is like in December, but everyone's already sending their gifts. And I'm like, all right, I don't want to be the guy who sent super late. So there was social pressure. Social well, you shouldn't conform to that. I mean, Secret Santa, it's not even December. You're going to send this thing out. They're going to get it before Thanksgiving. Dude, I hate it. If I was in charge of Secret Santa, everyone would be forced to mail their gift on, like, December 19th. Right? That's that's how I am. I like to send mine out late. Yep. Because I, I want to open it on Christmas, but, I mean, I get, I get mail every day. I'm not going to be like, oh, I wonder if this is my Secret Santa. Like, I'd want to save it for Christmas. Yeah, you guys let us know what your, your thoughts on the Secret Santa. You like them earlier or later? Not late. I mean... I want to get mine, like, in that week window before Christmas. Like, if you send it out and I get it December 15th, that's cool. Like, whatever. But I don't I don't want to get it, like, Before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah. Yeah, that's awful. No well, thanks. I mean, November 1st is Christmas, so... We got two solid weeks... It's two solid months of Christmas right now, and that's just the way it is, Johnny. Like, and I like Christmas. I, I'm the guy who's okay that when you take down the Halloween decorations, that you put up the Christmas decorations in stores. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Christmas music starting, like, the week of Thanksgiving. I'm okay with that. Like, typically, I like to ring it in the day after Thanksgiving. That's when I like Christmas carols to begin. Then I get a full month of them. Like, I'm good with that. I don't know where you've been, but Christmas music's all over the place where I am right now. Is it? Uh, Why don't go in the malls? We're in the deep south over here. We love Christmas, and we love Jesus. Oh, well, are you... (laughs) You could just... Don't Y'all? try to, don't take me down a rabbit hole about Jesus and Christmas, okay? Well, I don't need to, we don't need, this is not the topic of the podcast. Jesus has nothing to do with Christmas. It's just iconography of, of a time for, to draw in pagans. And I like Christmas when I'm saying this, you know, it's not. We need to have a Jesus. holiday podcast. Like, you're going to go out on All Hallows Eve and you're going to keep Jesus out of Christmas to the. Should Jesus is Fox News. not in Christmas. He's that nothing that he wasn't born on Christmas. <laughs> he was born in the spring. It's not like I'm being some heretical blasphemer. It's in the fucking Bible. Like these, these are dates that are t- like spoke about in the Bible, and everybody's like, "Put Christ back in Christmas," and I'm like, "Well, you, he'd have to get there first for us to get him back in." I mean, I'm not against, like, the spirit of it or anything. I'm also not against saying Merry Christmas to people, so I'm not one of those people, but, you know, please don't beat me over the head with your religion, and then, like, just, like, being inaccurate with it, too. Like, if you're going to beat me up with your religion, that's fine, but when you're just going to be wildly inaccurate, then I have a problem. You start condemning me for just wanting to buy gifts and spread good cheer. I'm like, "Mm." well, you ain't thinking about Christ first. Well, I am thinking about other people, and I am wanting them to have good days and cheer, and I'm wishing them well, and I'm, you know, being hopeful for them and myself. Am I the one who's wrong? I don't, I don't think so. Johnny, you wouldn't make it in the South. You'd, you'd stay over there in California. The humidity alone would get me. You're, you're right. This is like, I'm some wild California guy, just one of them leftist liberals coming at you with them crazy beliefs. Yep, you come in and it's like, oh, there goes the neighborhood. Johnny's here now. They're like, 
Oh boy, that guy's from California. You know what he's about. He is the devil. This has been a great microcast, Johnny. Yeah, it's no longer a microcast. This is it is like a full episode unless we cut out all this Jesus talk. That's what you came here for, <laughs> I right, guys? I don't guys? know. It's so off topic, but people love to hear you rant, so I, I can't tell. Look, if you didn't want to hear me talk about Jesus, why did you turn on this podcast? That's right? true. It's Collector's Christ Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There you go. Sorry for all the Christians and uh, Christians, the larger body uh, that I've offended. I don't think I've offended pagans. I think they're right on board with what I just said. I think they're like, yeah, preach it. Uh, but any any Christians, apologies, nothing against your religion or your faith. You are definitely allowed to believe and feel however you want about it. He just thinks you're definitely wrong about Jesus's birthday. Well, I the Bible says they're wrong. Look. Don't don't make me go into it. Like the people who are like that are also like Joel Austin followers and stuff. You know the guy who literally wouldn't let refugees in during a flood. Like is quoted about the right thing to do in the Bible. He's he's a a pro Jesus born on Christmas Day guy. Oh yeah, he's a he's a tele he's a one of those mega church guys who wouldn't let let refugees into his church during a flood. So. F that guy. Yeah, what would Jesus do? I don't know. Let refugees in during a flood, probably. Just just going out on a limb. So if if my views of Christianity are appalling to you, my apologies. And uh Tyler, you want to offend any of our audience today before we go? You know, I don't I don't have that much offensive to say. I was just, you know, keep Christ in Christmas. He was born December twenty fifth, uh year zero. I don't even think that's true. It was like negative four or something. This is what happens when Kat is not on the show. <laughs> Kat is no, not she here. Would, she would just be and, quiet. And then after like 15 minutes of this, then she would speak up and be like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to let you guys go. No, if Kat was here right now, she would have fixed this. She wouldn't have let me talk about Christ. This is one of the forbidden topics, Tyler. You're right, you're what right. are you doing? I could just hear her. Okay. Okay. We're going to move. No, Kat, Kat would have reined us in this is your fault how dare you i can't rein you in you know i i used to listen to this before it was actually on this show so i mean i did you listen to it for this yes come on i'm i'm here to just listen to you rant about jesus's birthday uh, it's i'm not how do you feel about white don't... jesus <laughs> <laughs> how do i feel about white jesus you mean also historically inaccurate jesus People are like the Middle Easterns are the worst. I'm like, you like Jesus? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on. Yeah, you know, Jesus, the the palest, the palest of the Israelites. Cool. That's how I grew up. I never saw a picture of Jesus that wasn't super white. Hey, man, uh, we had a little little manger scene in our Christmas village. That that baby was blonde haired and blue eyed. <laughs> Telling you, Catholic, grew up Catholic, that's what it was. And then you're like, you're like, wait a minute, where was Jesus born? <laughs> huh. That's funny, because when I watch videos of that now, it doesn't, I mean, I've never seen any blonde-haired, blue-eyed, oh. It was before global oh. warming, before the yeah. Chinese made up that conspiracy, so people were a lot paler back then. That must be it. Well, I think maybe glo- maybe then you could say global warming is real. I think that feeds into it better. If global warming is real, there's more sunshine, so they got tanner. 
That's all that happened. Right? That perfect. Right? Now okay. Wow, we are so off the rails. Anyways, Tyler, since this is now a full episode, tell me, uh, what are you playing would you buy this week? Uh have you heard of Super Mario Odyssey? Actually, wait, uh, no, let's go back. Have you heard of Ninja Gaiden 3? Our Lord oh and Savior God, for up, Christmas? Shut up. Move on. Move all right, on. all right. Yeah, Super Mario Odyssey. That game's awesome. It's like Mario 64 plus all the N64 rare game collectathons. You know what? I expected not to like Mario Odyssey because I wasn't really sold on the hat mechanic. I was like, oh, Cappy looks kind of dumb. I'm not, I don't really care. And then I played it. And I was like, this game is the best. What am I talking about? Mario Odyssey is a gem. It's the best controlling 3D Mario game. Cappy is awesome. Yeah, it, it's like everything I didn't like about Galaxy was fixed. And everything that was awful about Mario 64 was like just beautifully refined. Yeah, it's it's so good. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, because all three of those games are basically perfect. But uh, uh, Look, no, I love Mario Galaxy. I'm not a big N64 guy, uh, as is documented on this podcast. But I love Galaxy 1 and 2. Love those games. even And I hate motion controls so very much. And I still love those games. And uh, yeah, Mario Odyssey, is it's a gem. It's, it's great. Yeah, if I, one thing, it needs to be a little bit harder. Because you can like do a triple jump into a dive into throwing cappy out and bouncing off it and you could do all this stuff and it's never like 100 percent used yeah it it's i mean I, I i can't wait to see videos of people who are very good at this game doing all kinds of crazy stuff with just all the ways you can layer your jumping in this game there's gonna be some sweet stuff the, the speed run's gonna be just stupid the problem is people are probably going to find like this stupid shortcut that makes the speed run seven minutes long. But if the speed run, like the whatever, 999 moon speed run, people are going to do that in like an hour and a half. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to watch that video. Yep. Uh, and I look forward to it. So, yeah, I'm also playing that. But what'd you buy? Uh Oh, man. What have I bought? Uh, I've been cleaning up Saturn games. I don't even know. Probably have three left. I need All-Star Baseball 97. I think that's the most common game that I need left for whatever reason that has not turned up on eBay. I think I need Slam and Jam 96 too. And I'm not afraid to say that because I don't think anyone listening to this podcast is going to go out and buy those games. No, I I just sold a Slam and Jam oh, like come on. You didn't give six it to me? months ago. Like six oh, months ago. Six you months ago. You, you also were like, oh yeah, I just saw 3D Baseball when I needed that. I did. It was sitting in uh, a shop that I go to regularly. I don't know. What else did I get? I got a Super Noah's Ark 3D, a game I've wanted for probably a decade and I just never wanted to shell out the money for. I'm kind of excited to play that one. Did you buy the original or the oh, remake? The remake is such bullshit. No, it isn't. It's, it's a licensed it's, game. It's a licensed release. I agree. So it's not like a repro that's a bullshit repro, but it's just like Wisdom Tree's like, yeah, we'll put our name on anything. Whatever. Go ahead. Buy some Chinese AliExpress repros and we'll license that. Yeah, well, they also like White Jesus, so what do you want? <laughs> that's that's factually true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you got that. I don't actually have that one. I've debated whether what? I should buy that. Or what do you I mean, I You don't have... You're Mr. Super Nintendo. I have the re-release, but it was an unlicensed game, and I don't care about unlicensed. It, there's... There's one. There's one on Super Nintendo. It's not. It's not the quantity. It's the sentiment behind that, and that's what I tell people. It's not. And it's not like like oh, you just didn't want to spend the money. 
look, man, I bought some stupid shit in my time, okay? You're talking to the guy who owns just about every Barbie game made on every system. So it's not the money, it's the idea of it. It just doesn't matter. If I come across one, I'll, like, probably pick one up. I mean, I have the... When, when they Wisdom Tree re-released it for, like, 40 bucks or whatever, I picked one up then and said, fine, good enough, and put it in my collection, but... Yeah. Is, is your, I don't really care. Is your collection, like, hyper-curated? Like, you can't even have extras... Like I don't know, I I don't collect Sachin games, but I've got a handful of Sachin games just because they're cool and they're hard to find. But it's not like I'm going to get all of them. If I buy a lot and they're in there, I'll get it. But I never set out to buy them. The only unlicensed game I really set out to buy for Nintendo stuff was um, Chiller because I think Chiller is awesome. Do you wait? Do you not even have the Tengen games? Well, see, that's that's where I make an exception, because Teng- I have all the Tengen games, okay. but I feel like Tengen is is like a real... like yeah. Tengen, Tengen is part of my nostalgia for Nintendo, whereas Sachin games aren't, and Pan-Asian games aren't. They're just... they they Who knows what the hell is going on with those? They may not have existed in the city I lived in, so... I remember growing up in the early 90s of Long Island and, you know, buying those Sachin games from Blockbuster... Did you? No. What? Uh, I don't know. That would probably be like news. People would be like evidence of Sachin games in New York. These count for the set now, guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you did in New York. Uh, the, the only time I was in New York in the 90s was like 1993, and I was on Staten Island visiting all those Ayuchis. Oh, that sounds, that sounds hey, like fun. There's, there's a, no, it wasn't. It was an awful trip. It's a whole tribe of us out there. My <laughs> Weird, all those Italians are in Staten Island. The most, it's as common as Mario 3. Me, what did I, what did I buy? I bought some Turbo stuff. I bought a sweet Turbo graphics porn game called High Leg Fantasy. If you guys have not seen this, be sure to check out my Instagram and find the photo of it. It is basically Final Fantasy and porn. You play, it's, well, it runs an engine very similar to Final Fantasy V. You fight the monsters, but the key is all the monsters are women or female. And you, as you hit them, like, they start off in an aggressive pose, and then they become, like, more submissive, and then eventually, uh, boobs in, like, a sexual pose when you defeat them. Yeah, it's, the it, your words can't do it justice, just Google this game with safe search off, it looks amazing. Yeah, it, I have a soft spot for, for Final Fantasy, and then for, like, weird porn games, I just think they're hilarious, because the idea that you would play this for your pornography is just ridiculous to me. And the fact that like kids were out there probably just uh, entertaining themselves to this uh, is very funny to me. And I just I just love that it came out in the 90s, because if I heard about this in the 90s, it would be the craziest thing I've ever heard of. And now if you and, describe Final Fantasy porn, you're like, what? Yeah, I think I got that on Steam during the last Steam sale. Yeah, no, in ni- it came out in 94. If, had I known about this in 94, I would have been questing after this game in 1994 probably would have cost you eight bucks probably uh now it's now it's like a triple digit title so that's unfortunate but uh yeah i bought some of that i bought some xbox games i bought some playstation games like bulk filler working on those sets and just slowly chipping away i'm chipping away at the super nintendo games i want to be cool like johnny well you've ar- you already got me beat with that noah's art yeah look at that yeah, I don't know. I've just been getting everything cool that's not a sports game, just because I'm like, eh, I'm probably going to buy these one day, so I might as well buy them now rather than just wait on it. All right, well, that's a good way to lose all your money. 
not not buying anything crazy. I've got like 300 games, so we're not like getting into the weird levels yet where every Super Nintendo game costs $75 after some point. Well, isn't that every Super Nintendo game that's not a sports title anyways? You see, no, it's great about this. I don't collect cardboard boxes. We need a whole episode on that, though. We don't have time for that now. All right. Cool. All right. This this episode, I officially deem over. We've gone like 40 minutes. Or All right. Well, thanks for reining us in, Cat. Yep. But I think Kat, this is a, Kat, this is a uh, really special to, episode. Yeah, Cat. Tell us where to find you on Instagram. I'm no? at uh, Catsylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. Uh, yeah. And uh, Tyler, what about you? I'm default gen, default G-E-N on Instagram. And the things I post are not things I've just picked up. Sometimes I just post a picture of a cool thing I have. Johnny was confused earlier today about that. I wasn't confused. I was just you awestruck. That was awestruck by how great you are. That was That's what it was. Okay. We'll, we'll go with that. And I am Johnny underscore Ayuchi. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I. Thank you for listening. Sorry if you were offended. And, uh, you know... Have a good holiday, Christmas, Hanukkah, or otherwise, and we'll be back in a week. Bye!